Autobots Transform. Well, hey, welcome back to the Transformers Nitpickers Podcast Show. I'm Paul. And today it is episode 22 of Transformers Cybertron. It is trust. This episode was written by Hiro Masaki, and the last time on Transformers Cybertron, Lori inserted herself into the Beastie Boy Planet story arc and contributed absolutely nothing. And in this episode, Megatron, Starscream, and Thundercracker flying along. Yep, and Starscream can't believe Scourge sold out to the Autobots, and Megatron thinks Scourge is taken after Optimus Prime's way of thinking, caring about his subordinates. Oh, that makes him weak. And after a second or two thundercracker kind of clues in like hey yeah. wait a minute yeah bemoaning about somebody being stupid because they care about their subordinates to your subordinates is a dumb move despite yes. that megatron <laughs> insists a number of times in the next couple episodes i think that he's a smart leader anyway um they go on an air raid of to just to get back at scourge i guess and because the autobots have the key they go uh on an air raid of scourge's uh, jungle temple yep and at the temple overriding hotshot they can hear them coming and uh, the Decepticons, they swoop down, they swing down like that, and they fly <laughs> over, but don't shoot. And Optimus says they need to protect the key. So this is immediately after the last episode, like no time has passed because he just got the key the last time. But you'd think they would have taken it home by now otherwise. But sure enough, it is still inside with the Beastie Boyacons, I think you called them. And in fact, Scourge and his followers don't want anything to do with the Autobot stupid war. Like so this. you can just take your key and beat it. Yeah, yeah. He was like, this is why I don't want you here. So just leave, would you? I gave you the key. F off. Um, the Autobots fight back, um, and then, uh, yes, it's, like you said, Scorch doesn't want to get involved. There's a neat bit where Leo Breaker runs outside, and he's like, I don't have any guns. Hey, come down here and fight me! <laughs> I just remember him saying that, like, come down here if you want to fight. But uh, then Thundercracker gets the idea to smoke him out, I guess, because he fires at the trees at the base of the temple, and they light on fire, and the smoke starts billowing in, and Lori starts joking, and this goes absolutely nowhere. Yeah, like, I guess Optimus puts it out in a bit. He's like, I'm a fire truck, but uh, I'm going to turn into a truck now. church. <laughs> but um, th- then they're, they're heading out. I forget who gives it to her. Maybe Vector Prime or Jetfire or it doesn't matter. But somebody's like, hey, Lori, here's your helmet. Don't forget. Hey there, fellas. I'm finally ready to fix that shelf which nobody uses. I got my big fucking hammer, my big fucking level, my big fucking screwdriver, and them three screws which are also fucking big. Now gets out of my way so is what I can do my thing. Gentlemen, if I may. Ah, Jesus. It is my duty to inform you that, pursuant to safety regulations established in the contract agreement between Kefimpus Enterprises and Local 78-78-78-8, any employee using tools of sizes big to stupid big, including but not limited to big fucking, must also wear an industry standard big fucking helmet. I got your big fucking helmet right here. Jing, good sir, I would suggest you put on said big... Seriously, my big fucking helmet, you may punch in your face. Yeah, dearie me. Then I bid you a big fucking good day. Anyway, she takes the helmet, which is somehow going to save her or protect her from 60-foot tall giant alien robots, but... This is what they do next kind of sets up a neat little plot for this episode. Yeah, because Vector Prime radios Optimus, and you'd think it'd be to tell him, you know, Lori's suffocating in here. She has a helmet, though, so don't worry. But uh, we don't hear what he says, though. It just cuts to Optimus, uh, who's outside telling the Autobots, 
Okay, retreat, and then we don't hear what Optimus tells Vector. He just calls him Vector. I guess they're on a first-name basis now. But uh, he has a plan, and by the way, the smoke is suddenly gone now, and Laurie is just fine. I have to give this series some points in that at least they have people acknowledge there is a plan, and then we as the viewer find out what it is later, rather than nobody having a plan, but later on they say, good thing we came up with a plan! <laughs> anyway, the plan is that they're, they're all they're going to split up in groups of two, and every one of them is going to take a box. One of those boxes has the cyber planet key, and the others are all dummy boxes. Now, it would make much more sense to put the key deep in the temple and guard the fuck out of it, because yes. there's way more Autobots <laughs> and Decepticons, but they're going to do this Plus, goofy thing. Plus, you only got to guard one door. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, they they all head off. Uh, Override and Hotshot are the first team. They go off together, and as soon as they do, a bunch of Decepticons who are watching on the ridge, like Crumple Zone and Ransack them start chasing those two. And back at the temple, Optimus tells Backstop to get Lori to safety and then hands him one of the boxes. So Backstop and Lori are a team, but well, I guess she has her helmet on, right? But yeah. uh, but Optimus forms super mode and he starts putting out the fire the Thundercracker started because if he, yeah, like he said, if he's going to look like a fire engine, he might as well act like one. And Megatron tells Thundercracker, all right, We'll deal with these idiots. You stay here and keep an eye on things, and he and Starscream fly off. Now, there's a lot of jumping around here where we're going to every different group, sometimes just for like 20 seconds, but we start with Hotshot and Override. They're driving through the jungle, and they're being pursued by Ransack and Crumple Zone. They stop to be like, hey, where are they? And all of a sudden, Crumple Zone comes smashing out of the trees from behind them, knocks them over. I guess they, they had transformed, knocks them off their feet, and I think that's when he gets the box. Well, yeah, because he even has this line of like, if... Uh Two Autobots fall in the forest and no one's around. Is anybody here? It's something like that. But yeah, I think that's when he gets it because the next time we see these guys, uh, Ransack's going to have the box sitting on top of Grumble Zone. Yeah. And now with uh, team number three, I guess, if uh, Optimus was team number two, Leo Breaker went snarled. They're just running along the beach. And Leo Breaker thinks Optimus would never have trusted him with the real thing. They're obviously just decoys. That's why, you know, they're out here in the open where the Decepticons are going to see them. And Snarl has this bit, though, about like, Leo Breaker, you've changed a lot since you were overhaul, and not just outwardly. Like, Optimus may actually have, you know, faith in you. You, you should trust yourself. Leo Breaker's weird. Like, I know it's stupid to question the personalities or the changing personalities of Transformers in this trilogy, but Leo Breaker sometimes is like, I'm the toughest, I'm the strongest, let's beat the shit out of everybody. And then other times he's like, well, I'm a schmuck and nobody likes me. <laughs> he's more into schmuck at this point, but they fall into some kind of pit. Yeah, and they managed to climb out and turns out it's not just a pit. It was a trap set by Mudflap who says, it is going to be our grave, messieurs. <laughs> Yeah, they they failed both their perception check and the dexterity save. Uh, <laughs> but then we go to Vector Prime, who is, oh God, confronted by Sideways. Yes, this actually kind of reminded me of a scene in MASH where I forget who he comes up on. But because uh, Vector Prime flies up and Sideways is like, hey, fuck oh, whatever he says. And Vector Prime's like, hello, <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> yes, they, well, they fight for a bit at, or go for some swings. And then Sideways is like, hey, hey, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm on I'm on your side. Don't worry. I think does he say that now? No, no, he doesn't. I was just watching this going, wait, is he on their side or what? It doesn't matter. We're going to pound through this because next we go to Thundercracker who just decides to attack the temple again. So Optimus puts out the fire again. Oh, yeah, because Optimus finally has it out. Thundercracker's like, oh, yeah, here, take this. But uh, Snarl isn't letting anyone burn down his jungle. He comes running outside and uses his cyber key and he's going to fight fire with fire. And he blasts Thundercracker down with his fire attack. And then Optimus grabs the, what, third, fourth, I don't know what, box and he <laughs> yeah. leaves. And watching this, Starscream wants to go after him, but Megatron says, no, when Optimus Prime, 
meets his doom. It's like David Kay had to turn the page in the script because there's this really <laughs> weird pause. The honor will be mine. And now we, we didn't mention this, but earlier, uh, or maybe I did, I forget. But earlier, uh, Megatron is like, I'm going to hang back, Starscream, and watch from afar like a smart leader. And when he says Optimus is mine and he r- races off and lets Rage take control of him, Starscream waits up and watches the battle from the sky and is like, I'm going to wait here like a smart leader would commercial break and when we come back vector prime launches his minicon i forget the thing's name it's like uh, safeguard or something yeah safeguard he launches him at sideways who changes the symbol on his shield to autobot to confuse the minicon and then just grabs the box from vector prime and but when he opens it it's just a rock he doesn't just grab the box he says yoink and then he <laughs> yes. grabs the box but yeah it's a it's a rock it's a decoy uh so then we go back and if you thought the rock was good oh boy wait till you see what's in ransack's box <laughs> is it he's riding on top of crumple zone doing the old dinobot rat trap thing um and he's holding the box or maybe it's tied to crumple zone whatever but he opens it up and inside this box like a fucking looney tunes cartoon is a boxing glove on a spring yep it's like the trap you find sometimes in secret of man and when you pick up a treasure chest it just sends him flying and never uh, played that game yeah, was, oh, super oh, oh, but uh yeah, you were a Genesis guy. Uh, back at the temple, though. No, Lori no, no. Hope- My brother was a Genesis guy. I just didn't have a system then. And eventually when I got a system down the road, because I was a NES guy and then nothing. And then I was a PlayStation guy. And now I'm on Xbox. And never the two shall meet. <laughs> and back at the temple, Lori hopes everyone is okay. And she's still got her helmet on. And Backstop says they're probably all dead or paralyzed. I mean, <laughs> I think positively. And back on the beach, uh, Mudflap's still st- winging his like stupidly too long crane arm around it's like that episode of the simpsons actually where bart and lisa are fighting and they're just punching and kicking in the air and like and if you walk (laughs) into me that's gonna be your fault because that's all he's doing so snarl has a line here where he says i'm hungry like the wolf so it's like okay solid duran duran line there yeah um but they they knock mudflap into the ocean they send his ass seaworthy and then (laughs) this is when leo breaker's like well you know what maybe i do have the key i shouldn't be so quick to judge or whatever if I do, then for some reason, we should go through the jungle, and they do. Yep, and uh, back with Optimus Megatron. Megatron uses his cyber key and gets the shredder things. I called them on his arms. And they jump at each other a few times, just keep docking each other back to the opposite sides of the screen. And But Optimus manages to damage Megatron's arm with a shot. Yeah, and so Megatron's standing with his back to him, and he's Optimus is like, okay, I won. Bye. He starts to go away, and Megatron is like, oh, you're such a brave douchebag. You won't attack some of him. Uh, somebody from behind? Well, I will! And then he charges Optimus. Yeah, transforms, rams him from behind, causing him to drop the box, which Megatron immediately flattens under his foot, and it turns out it is just a rock, but what if it was the cyber key and he destroyed it? Yeah. <laughs> I do like, though, that Megatron is shocked that there is somebody on Optimus's team he has that much faith in that he would give them the key. Uh, but then Megatron and Starscream are flying in the air. They have a little bit of a back and forth where they're like, okay, it must be Leo Breaker, something something and then starscream says i don't think you'd trust me that much would you megatron says no i don't think i would yeah but they see leo breaker and snarl and they transform and land and starscream holds off snarl while megatron tells leo breaker to ham the damn thing over or else and leo breaker is all set to fight megatron at first but then he thinks wait a minute if i have the real key i can't risk losing that in a fight so he runs for it 
Yeah, Megatron calls him like a cowardly lion or something. He actually ends up stalking Leo Breaker through the woods, kind of doing that. Or you're so, you know, he's, he's mocking him, trying to goad him to come out. You're so scared. I thought you were brave. So Leo Breaker jumps out, and then Optimus is here. Yep, he's here, and uh, they form, of course, Savage Claw mode, and again on the left side. And Megatron and Optimus both use their cyber keys to burn some more screen time, and they punch at each other the same way Optimus did with Scourge, and they end up just blocking each other. And then Starscream, I don't know where, stabs Optimus in the back. So Optimus goes down. I don't know where Starscream stabbed him, but Optimus cannot seem to get up. So Megatron picks up the box uh, that, I guess, Leo Breaker had. I don't know how it ended in the ground. Or maybe he doesn't pick up the box. Oh, yeah, no, this is when he's going to, like, electro-punch him. For some reason, he has electro-punch now. So he goes down to punch him in the chest. And then, like it happens so often in this show, a bright white light just stops him. Well, yeah, it, it appears over Optimus's chest, and then it shows the box glowing in Megatron's hand, too, and the light over Optimus shoots a beam into the sky, and uh, at the temple, Lori asks Backstop what this light that they're seeing is, and he tells her it's the cyber planet key. Something is happening to it. And what is happening? Why is it doing this? Is it sentient? None of that matters. A space bridge opens up, and every <laughs> Autobot is there. Yep, they were all just waiting for this space bridge, so they didn't know what was going to happen to open, I guess, and the Autobots get Megatron and Starscream surrounded, and Optimus tells them, all right, hand the thing back, but Megatron's like, all right, come take it, if you can. Do any of you want to go? You, you. What about you? <laughs> I like that Hotshot is standing right beside Megatron. He's like, I'm not going to take you on. He's got some dumb line about Megatron. And then Megatron's like, then I'm out of here. And he starts running away. Hotshot just stands there. Like, he could have reached out and grabbed him by the wrist and stopped him, but he just watches him run away. Or they all could have just gone him. I mean, he's, <laughs> he's just one guy. I mean, come on. But yeah, Optimus tells Megatron, all right, you can leave whenever you want, but the key stays here. And he activates his green glowing floaty smash attack i called it because what else and it's exactly the same animation as we've seen twice before not quite not quite this time it's mirrored oh because leo breaker's on the other side yeah so it's a it's completely different this time <laughs> <laughs> anyway the box goes flying vector prime catches it and all the decepticons flee yep megatron retreats and the autobots cheer and now bud and kobe are here at the temple with jolt and Lori tells him oh you showed up just when all the work was done because she did so much work putting on that helmet and then standing there besides backstop and scourge is here now too and he's like oh more humans and bud thinks this is awesome a real dragon you missed the part where the block of wood for some reason decided to have kobe tell Lori, hey we would have been here earlier but we were having a family party and Lori <laughs> said oh you think i don't go to parties i was busy saving the world like what this conversation is so disjointed yes. from what has happened and what is happening it it is the block of wood gone mad <laughs> But Bud thinks this is great that, you know, he's finally getting to meet a real dragon. And Scourge is like, what's a dragon? <laughs> yeah, they even ask, like, hey, were you ever on uh, Earth fighting medieval knights? And he's like, what are you talking about? You know what? Just leave me alone. <laughs> yes, take your damn key and bait it. And he activates his cyber key power and it shows the temple from a distance with fire shooting into the air. And Kobe says, oh, we must have made him angry. He's breathing fire. And then Bud has this line, bro, he's a dragon. It's what they do. <laughs> so, so we cut to the space bridge. They're all, I love this. The flying auto, they're all in their alternate modes. The flying Autobots are flying. The driving Autobots are driving through the air. <laughs> driving in space. And the Beastie Boyacons are running through yep. space. <laughs> uh, now, Paul, let me ask you a question. Was that stupid and dumb enough for you? Or would you like to see something even stupider? <laughs> Well, we're not going to have a choice because now we go to the professor. She, well, first, um, 
on the way there, Vector Prime asks uh, Jolt, how is the secret mission going or how did it go? And Jolt says, oh, we well, found a new advisor and it's Professor Suzuki. And Kobe's like, ah, ah, shut up, shut up, shut up. You know what? Okay, so before we get into her, because God, she's dumb. I, I really am a fan and had been a fan for a long time of David Suzuki. And uh, American listeners, you may not know him. He's a very prominent Canadian personality and scientist, environmentalist. It The fact that this idiot, <laughs> Lucy Suzuki, is like talking about hollow earth theory yeah. and is just in, we're going to see in the next episode, an, a general moron. I have, I now have a problem calling her Dr. Suzuki. Oh, I don't okay. like it. <laughs> that, I guess you could, Paul, I guess you could say that's the nature of things. Uh, what, ah! what, what you did <laughs> anyway, there. Anyway, let's talk about how dumb this is. Yep, because with the professor, with Professor Suzuki, she's still in the Arctic and there's a guy drilling into rock or ice with some kind of power tool, no hearing protection, no eye protection, no hard hat, no safety footwear, not a damn thing. And now there's another guy here to see her, and they take his very high-end sports car that he... <laughs> it's just parked. Fucking Speaking quiet. of which, somebody just drove by my place in one. They take his very high-end sports car that he has here for some reason in the high Arctic to go Not have... just that he has here, that he has parked in a snow crater in the middle of the <laughs> Arctic with no roads in sight. And no tire tracks going to or from it either. Yeah. You know how you drive your high-performance sports cars up to the Arctic fucking circle? With like an anyway. inch of ground clearance. Yeah. yeah. So they find a robot in the ice and it scans the car and then bursts out, turns into the car and drives away. And then we go up to a cliff where Guy Government or Secret Agent Man, whatever he is, is watching D Dr. Dum Dum through binoculars. Yep. And he's finally seen one of these Transformers with his own eyes. Good thing Lori had her helmet on because the Decepticons are here and boy are they mad and the Autobots put their plan to protect the Cyber Planet Key into action, which rather than stand their ground and defend the thing inside the temple, or better yet just have Vector Prime open a portal and take it back to Earth now, that'd be just plain silly, they're going to defend the key by putting it into one of several wooden boxes. Where did they get the boxes? Were they just lying around in the temple? Is that Scourge's hobby or something? After a hard day of being a tyrant, he goes out to the shed and makes boxes out of old wooden doors he has sent in from Gobatron. Anyway, the boxes are given at random to pairs of Autobots who will drive around or run around all fancy crazy with them to force the Decepticons to split up, but it doesn't explain why they'd risk sending out the real key, or why Megatron would believe they sent out the real key, or why they'd risk sending Vector Prime. He's their ticket out of here once they're done fucking around with wooden boxes filled with rocks and punching cloth traps. Why would they risk him being damaged? Also, it's not like the Autobots have anywhere to take the key. Why doesn't Megatron question that? Like, oh, they're just running around. Why? Why does Megatron just send all the Decepticons to pick off each pair of Autobots one at a time? Or two at a time? Here we are at the end of another episode of the Transformers Zipix Podcast. This episode was Trust. Paul, what was trustworthy? Uh, the bit with the speed planet guys with like you know, override hotshot crumple zone and all that that was kind of fun the especially the way ransack ends up in the tree with the birdies flying around his head and everything and uh, when leo breaker and snarl are just upon mudflap that was a really good fight right there i thought when they finally got to him. I do like the idea of, I don't know who it would have been, but one Transformer Minicon, when they're getting these boxes together, somebody, you know, Vector Prime is like, well, what are you doing? And he's like, trust me, trust me, this is going to be funny. Putting a boxing glove in. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> I, I'll say that, like, the whole decoy plan wasn't the smartest plan, but it, it did make for a fun episode. Everybody had something to do, and it, it, a lot was going on. In fact, when the first commercial break came up when I was watching it, my thought was, oh, 
already. It moved pretty fast. And I thought if they had to put in just one line about how Vector Prime can't get them out of here yet, like he's not ready, he needs to recharge before he can open a portal, uh, the stars aren't aligned, any excuse, it, it would have made sense. And like oh, they yeah. need to hold off the Decepticons until he can do it. Would have made the whole thing made sense. Yeah, so many of these episodes, if you had to put in one line, it, it would have put it into a better context. But this is Transformers Cybertron. This is the Unicron trilogy. Context isn't really in the Venn diagram. <laughs> um, so the next episode Paul and I are going to review is Trap. If you want to buy a good tarp, go to Facebook Marketplace and probably find one there. Uh, if you want to contact the Transformers Nitpickers podcast show, you can contact us through email at transformersnitpickers at gmail.com. Yeah, make sure you rate and review us in your podcast app, whatever it is you listen to us with, wherever you listen to Duran Duran with, and tell all your friends, tell everybody you know. You can tell them that they can find old episodes of the Transformers Nitpickers podcast show at transformersnitpickers.podbean.com. And until the next episode, keep on transforming. See you later. Hello. Goodbye.